0: so you missed maybe the little 45-second intro, sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, it, he, he kind of addresses that whole issue. And you can go back to the last two weeks and listen to it. And then he kind of just rolls into Chapter 6, and uh, he just like, gets after it. you know. And it's not like he's really condemning anybody unless you really fall into this, and then he kind of is. And so um, I remember growing up, and not so much growing up, but I remember when I think I was in high school, uh, we did a... Um, like a mock trial in one of my classes. I don't even remember the class, but I remember doing it. And I remember thinking it was really cool that we live in a country where um – it really is designed to work it's designed to work for the people uh we have a system that's designed to work and i remember doing the whole thing like we had you know i don't remember i think we drew out of a hat you know and so there was a big enough class where you know we had like jurors and we had you know the the prosecuting attorney and then the defending attorney and like the whole thing and it was just like really cool to see that we live in a country where there is a system that's supposed to work and you know that that you're supposed to actually have rights, and you are able to defend those rights. And when somebody does wrong, you know, we have a system to take care of those things. And I just remember thinking, we live in a really cool place, you know, and obviously we do. We live in America where you're overly blessed. But just going through that whole thing, I remember all that. And so the problem with our society today is we've kind of made a mockery of that whole thing, right? We've kind of made an, a complete joke of, of what was meant to be a good thing, right? Uh, think of you know the recent and I, not that I followed any of this, but the recent Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, right? I mean, that, that, pu- we're like publicizing something that is completely a joke, right? And then you know, think of you know, you turn on the TV and you got Judge Judy. I don't know if that lady's still alive, but it's like this thing is a joke. Like what was meant to be a good thing, what was meant to be a, our society, has just completely turned into something that is completely a, a mockery, right? Something that we have that most countries in the world don 't we 've taken and we 're just like again we've just we 've messed up a good thing right you go to some places in the world and uh, you have really no rights at all, and if somebody wants to accuse you of something, then uh, you might be dead by the end of that thing very quickly, you just don 't know and know uh, that 's kind of the way it works in a lot of places, even where we 've been in the world, and so we have a good system, but yet again we've we 've kind of messed it up, and so um, the good news with that whole thing is that we as the church are, are called to be not of this world. We're not supposed to be like everybody else, so we should act, we should look, uh, we should desire to act and look, what's up Mitchell, uh, different, right? We should want to be different than the world we live in. You know, just because we are Americans, and I'll, I'm, I'll be the first one to take all of the, the good that goes with it, but I'll also be the first one to tell you that just because you have all these great rights uh, doesn't mean that they're going to be there anytime soon, right? Right? Uh, Jesus is coming back, and uh, he's going to set things straight. So just understand that. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're supposed to look different, right? And so Paul does his best to explain this principle to the church in Corinth. Uh, and the thing that I love about this, every time I've ever read this, it's just like, man, this sounds like my mom, right? The way that he talks to the church, just in this one chapter in particular, it's just like, he's like got some real hardcore mom vibes going on as he's like rebuking these guys when he goes through this and so i'm just going to read through this first little section and then we're going to break it down and get going so in first corinthians chapter six and verse one he says dare any of you you know so he's just rolling right out of chapter five and he's on he's on fire at this point having a matter against another go to law before the unjust and not before the saints do not uh do you not know that the saints shall judge the world, and if the world shall be judged by you, and you are unworthily uh, to judge the smallest matters, know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more are the things that pertain to this life? If then ye have judgment of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. It is so that there is not a wise. Man, is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that should be able to judge between his brethren. But brother goeth to law with brother and that before the unbelievers. Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you. I mean, he's just really like calling them out. Now therefore there is a fault among you because you go to law one uh, with another. Why do you not rather take the wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, you do wrong and defraud and your brethren. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor... Uh, uh, adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revellers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. So Paul, he just kind of like lays it out. He's like, I don't know what you all got going on, but this is not how it was designed. This is like, this is so far out of like. The norm that I, I have no, I don't, I don't even know what to tell you guys. So the title today, the best way that I could, I could call it because this the way I see it is, this is Paul's Parenting 101, right? This is Paul's Parenting 101, and we're not really talking about parenting today when we go through this, but man, he he talks just like I've heard so many moms and dads talk to their kids, right? Just like this, so this is like Paul's Parenting 101, and so uh, I've got uh, so here's here, here's your list. I've got Paul's five classic parenting tactics when talking to the church, right? So that's your list. Paul's five classic parenting tactics when talking to the church. And so, I'll give you a second to write that down. Do, 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 do. Okay, so uh, in verse one, you get the first one. So uh, the very first one in first one, he says, dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unjust and not before the saints? All right. so the first, the first parenting tactic the first phrase i don't know how you're going to call it that you hear so many times that basically comes out of paul's mouth as he says he gives you the are you really going to act like this right now right that's he he says are you really going to act like this that's his argument like are you really are you guys really going to act like this right now how many times have you said that to your kids right um you know, especially when they're littler, but like you're, you're at the store, they've, they've been great all day, but then you get to the store in front of a bunch of people and they start to just be like little angels, right? Um, and it, even like well-behaved kids, they know, they know when they should push their boundaries because they know when they can try to get away with something. And like, how many times have, have, have I even said, are you really going to try this right now? Are you really going to act like this? That's what Paul says. He says, dare any of you? Having a matter against another go to law before the unjust. Not, he's like, are you guys really going to do this right now? Like this is this is the way that you're going to choose to go about this. You have an issue, like we, we have a ministry here at HBF called What Life Issues because we all got issues, right? Just because we don't go to life issues don't mean I know y'all y'all got issues, right? I've got life issues, and so like we do. There's a proper way to take care of those things. There's a proper way to address those things, no matter what it is, and so. All the problems, now I didn't say some, I didn't say most, I didn't say the, the godly or the ungodly or the easy or the hard, all problems should be able to be taken care of inside the church. All of them. You've got a marriage issue, um, we've got a counseling ministry. Uh, you've got uh, an issue with a brother in Christ, uh, we've got a structure in place to do that. I'm talking about anything. There is nothing in the world that shouldn't be able to be taken care of inside the church. Now, I understand before we get any farther, there are some things that need to go to the law, right? I'm not talking about things like that. I'm talking about like, you've got an issue and you don't know how to handle it, so you want somebody to prove that you're right and they're wrong, right? This is the kind of things we're talking about. I'm not talking about if you've got somebody that's doing something that's not right. I'm not talking about if, you know, you've got somebody that's stealing money or, or you know, whatever, those kinds of things. I'm talking about there is not any issue in the world. There's not any kind of sexual sin issue like that shouldn't be able to be taken care of inside the church. Now, if it is completely outside the law, there is a reason that we have the law system. I still would encourage you to go through the church first. I'll be the first one to tell you that if something comes to Brian's office and uh, there's like a... a extreme sin issue where it's 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 against the law brian's gonna be the first one to not hide it like some churches will do he's gonna there's we need to go to the law we need to get the law involved right so just so you know before we get any farther i'm not talking about as some churches do try to sweep things under the rug what i'm talking about is you've got an issue with the parents died right And, and well those that stuff's mine and that stuff's mine and you've got like are you serious? We're going to go and we're going to take this stuff to uh, the world and let them decide? I, shouldn't we Shouldn't we be old enough to know how to act? Shouldn't we be able to just work these things out on our own? And so we'll get into what it's up to. All the problems should be able to be taken care of inside the church. We know the world is lost, right? I mean, I know lost people that are good guys. I, I still don't know that I, that's the person that I want judging uh, the things in my life, right? We know the world's lost, so why wouldn't we... Why would we use those who have? The, why wouldn't we use those who have the Spirit of God to help us in deciding things like this? Right, no matter what it is. Why wouldn't we? And it's just a, that's what Paul's like. He's like, Are you really going to do this? Right? I don't even understand what you're doing. Why would you do this? And so he, that's, the, that's his first uh, argument. In verse two, he says, "Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world, and the world shall be judged by you?" and you uh and ye un, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? know ye not that we shall judge angels? how much more are the things that pertain to this life, so the second parenting phrase tactic that he uses he 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 gives you the you shouldn't know better than to act like this, like you should know better, and tell me that you haven't said that to your kids at some point, like i don't know what you were thinking, but you know better than that, right. Like, I understand there might be some parenting flaws uh, with what we've done here, but I guarantee that was, that one was instilled, right? Uh, you knew better, and so uh, that one's on you. I'm not taking any blame for that one. You should know better than this. Paul's writing to the church, and he's like, I, I know you guys, like, you know you're standing in Christ. You know what you have coming in eternity, in the millennium. Like, what are you doing here? Like, I... I don't even know as your parent what to say to this. Like, that's on you. (laughs) I don't even know what to tell you, right? And so he gives you the, you should know better than this. In the millennium, we as the church, right? We as the church, we have a lot of uh, responsibility. We're trusted to judge the world and angels, right? Uh, We are to rule and reign with Christ. How many times in the Bible does it say that he is there to... uh, judge with a or or rule with a rod of iron like that is what we're there to be a part of why not now why do we think that oh well you know you don't you you didn't go to law school or you know you're not a, a judge or you're not like i would take uh a pastor's judgment over the world's judgment any day i just would uh if i'm willing to give my life to a cause such as uh, Christianity and give everything I got, why would I only do it in certain areas? It makes no sense to me, right? And so I'm not like, I, don't, I really don't feel like I'm like talking to anybody today. So I'm not, I, I hope nobody's just like, oh my gosh, I'm really convicted. Like, but the, the fact is like this is what the Word's talking about. So we should, we should know these things. You know, the least esteemed in the church is going to have better discernment than what you're going to get in the world. You know, that's what he says. He says... Uh, Know you not uh, that we should? Uh, I'm sorry, in verse 4, he says, If then you have judgments of things pertaining to this life, meaning we're going to have issues, there's going to be things, right? You know, no, that fence needs to be three foot this way, right? No, not over here. And if you've got something that you just can't figure out, what's it say? He says, uh, Set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church, meaning I'll take like the least esteemed in the church over whatever the world's got to offer to judge. Because what happens? It doesn't matter what quote-unquote trial you go to because the country we live in is so divided, there's always somebody that thinks that was right, and there's somebody that thinks that was wrong. And even if the judge says this is what I decide or the jury says this is what we decide, the world we live in says, well, I don't believe it. I don't care if you believe it or not. The election said this guy won. The election said this guy did. I mean, I, you can claim whatever you want. I'm just telling you that it is what it is. And so it's, you know, I, you, should be, you should trust the least esteemed in the church, better than you would wherever, whatever you're going to get in the world, right? You know, it, it's crazy. We've got TV shows about, like, this person owes me $500. Like, I mean, are you freaking kidding me right now? It, it's just crazy. And so that's the world we live in. And so the least esteemed in the church is going to be better. Paul says, you know you know better than to act like this. What are you doing? Right? I, I don't understand. He goes on in verse 5. He says, I speak to your shame. I you ever said that to your kids? Like, you should be ashamed of yourself. He says, I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? He's like, if y'all got a church that ain't good enough to have anybody make a decision, like, I know, like, the hardest decision in life is where are we going to go eat, right? You ever been there? Like, where you want to eat? I don't know. Where you want to eat? Like, I, I don't know. But I can't find the whatever you want place. I've never found the, I guarantee if somebody opened a restaurant and it was called whatever you want, it'd be full all the time, right? But I'm just saying like, he, he's asking the church, he's like, is there not any wise person among you that can just discern, that can just make a decision? Like I understand there are times in life where you're so personally invested in something that you, you really can't see the forest from the trees, right? Have you ever been into something like that where you're so involved in what's going on that you just can't, see it sometimes and this happens in our marriage sometimes where there'll be times that i'm so involved and i'm just like i really don't know what to do and Paige is like why wouldn't you just do this and i'm like well that makes sense <laughs> right and there's been times in life where she's like there's this there's this thing happening and i, I really don't know what to tell this person and like, it, it's kind of a weird situation and you know because i'm not so involved in it i'm like wouldn't it just make sense to do this and she's like yep why don't we just do that <laughs> And so sometimes you get so involved that you really can't make a, a wise decision. That's why the church is here. You know, if you have an issue, and we're going to finish this whole thing up with kind of walking through what this might look like, right, in, in, in practicum, okay? So, But the, the thing is, sometimes you do get too involved. Sometimes you can't just take care of it yourself, right, because that's, you know, we're Cass County, we're, we're Bates County. This is what we do here, right? I'll just take care of it myself. Okay, well, sometimes you can't just take care of it yourself, but I'm telling you the church is here, for things like that the church is here for like I, i'm struggling with this i don't know what to do you know we're struggling with this we don't know uh, we we can't really make a decision on this we don't know the church is here right you're telling me that the church can't give you better counseling on your marriage or your finances or or whatever than what you can get in the world right you know, dave ramsey's got some really good principles i'm telling you they're not godly Right, they're just not. I mean, there's good principles. No matter what it is, I'm telling you, the Word of God has a better solution than any of those things. You know, I I would rather you get something better than nothing. But what I'm telling you is, like, the Word of God always should be the final authority, and so that should be what we go to. Right, the least it seems better. So he goes on uh, in in verse six. He says, a "Brother, go to law with brother, and that before the unbelievers." All right. So the next. Phrase parenting whatever is you know he gives you the you should be ashamed of your of yourself for the way you're acting right you should be ashamed for what you're doing right now. I always think of like younger kids and it's like you knew better what were you thinking you you still, we don't act like that right you should be ashamed of yourself. Verse five and he 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 gives them that you know he says I speak to your shame. Is there not a wise man among you? No, not one that should be able to judge between his brother. You should, if if there is not somebody in the body of Christ that shouldn't be able to help you make a decision, you should be ashamed of yourself. That's what he's telling you, right? The fact that you think you need to go uh, get the law involved and you know spend a bunch of money and all that—I mean, it's just—it's a waste, right? The church should be filled with upright, godly, just men and women, right? Well, when you hear that, when you think of like. I this person is just, they're just real. They're upright, they're godly, they're just, right? Who comes to the mind, right? Somebody who's godly, who's not biased, who's genuine, who always takes you back to the Word of God. When I say things like that, there should be multiple people that just, like, pop to mind. Like, I should be able to talk to this person about that. I'm not going to get a biased opinion. They're just going to tell me what the Word of God says, right? Is this church not full of people like that? I could list off 15 or 20 off the top of my head, right? I'm not going to because be able, you should be able to do the same thing, right? What he's saying is like, is there not somebody among you? Because I'm telling you, where we are, there's a lot of somebody's among you that should be able to help you with this. There's obviously a structure in place at HBF where we have uh, ABF pastors, and uh, you know we we get we get together as a pastoral team, and you know obviously you've got the associate pastor with Randy, and then you've got Brian as the, the senior pastor. But not even that. Like if it's like a ministry issue, don't we have ministry leaders? Don't we have like ministry teams? Like, don't we have a structure in place to help with really whatever it is that's bothering you? Whatever it is that's kind of kind of happening, we do. And I'm not saying you're always going to get the answer that you want, and you might not even get the the best answer. And that's why there's a structure because sometimes, not that just you don't get the answer that you want, but you don't feel like it's just. There's always you know, okay, well I didn't really. Let's check one more time, right? There should always be somebody that comes to mind, because we do. When we can't take care of things within the church, we prove ourselves to be as hypocritical as the world thinks we are. I mean, really. When we can't take care of the smallest matters in the church, you know, when we've got a divorce rate in the church as high as we do as the world or higher, when we've got, you know, people going with stupid lawsuits inside the church when we have disputes that spill into the world well, what are we doing we're proving that we're as hypocritical as the world thinks we are we're proving that there's no reason i would want to go there because i can get that here in the world you know and that's what we do and i'm not saying so much at hbf obviously there's always you know outliers there's always issues but i don't really think that happens But i'm saying the the church as a whole you know if you were to look at the, the just the divorce rate right or the You know, it's just crazy because, you know, shouldn't we have a higher standard? Shouldn't we have somebody that can help rightly divide? And I understand there's always issues. There's always people who fall away. But I'm talking about people who are supposedly following Christ. And they're like, well, I just don't like that person anymore. Well, guess what? It's not about liking them. Um, You know, it's all these things. And so, you know, we're as hypocritical as the world thinks we are if this is where we find ourselves. That's what Paul's saying. He's like, man, is there not a, a, a just man among you? That's a problem. That's a problem. Verse 7, he goes on to say, Now therefore, there is utterly a fault among you. Like, he gives you every different way to condemn you that he can. Like He says there is utterly a fault among you, because you go to law one with another. Why do you not rather take the wrong? Oh, now he's getting personal. Over and over, he's like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Shouldn't be doing this. Shouldn't be doing this. Now he's like, why don't you just take care of it this way? Well, this is the way that nobody wants to take care of it. He says, uh, Why do you not rather take the wrong? Why do you rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, you do wrong and defraud, and that your brethren. Verse 9 to 11, he gives you the, you're no better, or I'm sorry, uh, he, he gives you, I'm sorry, in verse 7 to 8, he gives you the, why don't you act your age kind of argument. He's like, Why don't you act your age? You're acting like you're three years old, right? It, you're you're throwing it's it's really awesome when you and we haven't done this in, in a while but you know you tell your like preteens or teens like you're acting like you're five years old and that'll just really because sometimes that's what happens man it's just like i don't know any other way to explain to you what you're doing right now other than like you did this when you were when you were five when you were six like you're throwing the same fit you're just using bigger words while you do it right that just happens and so he's like why don't you act your age Right? He says, even if we know we're right, Paul's like, I don't know what the situation is. Even if you know that you're in the right and they're in the wrong, even if you know that, shouldn't we just take the wrong and move on? Right? Shouldn't we? Well, no. Why would I do that? I'm right and they're wrong. Why would I do that? Um, Well, I don't know. There's a guy named Jesus you might know. He seemed to have uh, all the reason in the world to be in the right, and we had all the reason in the world to be in the wrong, but yet he was like, you know what, I'll just take it. It's, it's fine. I'll just take it. Um, you know, I'll let you guys have it. But yet, we as Christians sometimes, we're just like, nope, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm going to prove it, and I'm going to make sure everybody knows about it. Right? It's like, he, he's like, wouldn't it just be better if he just took the wrong? I, isn't that what, what Jesus did? Right? Usually, a, a better lesson is taught when you take the high road rather than the, but I'm right road. You know, sometimes you're going to make uh, a bigger statement, not that that's what it's about, but you're going to get more done when you're just like, you know what, um, just take it, it's fine, than you ever will proving so much that you're right and they're wrong. Because what happens, when you finally go and you prove that you're right and they're wrong, they're still going to be like, well, I was right. If you just give up and you're just like, you know what, just, just take it, man. It, you want it that bad, you would have it. You know, we tell that with our kids, right? With little kids, they're like, you know, I know that you had the toy and I know that they ripped it out of your hand, but it's like, you know what? Just let them have it. It's fine. It's not worth it. And kids are like, nope, it was mine. I'm taking it back. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, but it's the same type of thing. Like we tell that to our kids, like, just let them have it over and over. You see this. It's just like, I know that, I know that you had it first. I understand. But like, they're the new kid. It's fine. Just be. Okay. But when it comes to that in your life as an adult, we're like, Nope, <laughs> they hit my car. Like, I, I get it, man. But it's like it's like a scratch. Is, is it really worth it? Like, I, I, whatever. i mean just like whatever it is. You could use so many different examples. The point here is like, is it really, really worth it? You know, Jesus had every reason to be like, you know what, uh, you were completely wicked, and I have no reason to take the wrong with you. But he did anyway. Shouldn't we maybe just like take a Take a note from his book when it comes to things like this. Yes, we should. Uh, Verse 9. He says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, uh, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So what he's saying here is, I understand. He's not trying to say that. uh, these people are really wicked, so you should be able to get what you want. What he's trying to say is, like, whatever the issue is, he doesn't even really address it. He's just like, I understand. The world's really wicked. And uh, these people are really messed up. And, you know, whatever it is that they had going on, it was, uh, you, you were probably in the right. Because this is what the world looks like. Um, I understand that. But he goes on to say, like, and such were some, some of you. <laughs> Don't forget, there was a time in your life that, um, well, if the shoe fit, you wore it. Um, don't forget that. And and such were some of you. But you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. The last little argument that he gives, he's, he, he gives you the, you're no better than they are. You know, this is more like when you actually sit down with your kids after they've acted out. And you're actually talking through it. And you're like, you know what? You're really no different than they are. I understand you're bigger. You might be taller. You might be smarter. But you're no better than they are. Right? Uh, just be... You're, you're not any better, right? Just because you know that this is true and they don't, like, there was a time when you didn't. That's what he's trying to say, like, I understand you might be in the right with whatever the issue is. Don't forget, there was a time when you were lost too and you acted like a fool. Expect them to do that and maybe, like, learn them, teach them what Jesus would do by doing it yourself, right? You want to you show somebody what it's like uh, to, to feel grace, Give them grace. Like we don't want to tell people all the time, oh, you need to get saved, right? You need to be a part of what God's doing, and they're like, why? Right? Well, I show them what it's like. Well, I don't get that from you. Why would I want that from him? But when you start to show them, oh, this is unmerited favor. Oh, you can get much more than that from God, right? Just me letting you have whatever. It is what it is, man. But you know, whatever it is, they could you could have so many different examples. Well, I let them borrow this and they broke it, right? Guess what? That's part of letting somebody borrow something, you know. Whatever it is, the the point here is like, shouldn't we just be willing to take the wrong for all the wrong somebody might do to you? Remember that at one point in your life, you were probably worse. Don't forget that. Like, no matter what somebody does to you, what they say to you about you, anything else, you were probably worse at some point. You know, if we're going to claim to be washed by the blood, then let's show some grace that proves our words, right? Oh yeah, I'm right in. I'm I'm Jesus till the end, right? I'm whatever. And they're like, oh, you, I, I still I don't see it. You don't live it. You know, show some grace. Take the wrong. Be willing to let them have it, right? Be willing to 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 show some grace that proves our words, right? And so, in the last few minutes here, this is kind of a weird passage to teach because it's like I get what he's saying, but at the same time, it's like you really don't have a lot of this going on. But then, at the same time, when you start to think about all the different areas that it could cover, there probably is a lot of this going on, right? We always want to be like, "Oh yeah, you should just take it until something happens to you." And it's like, "Oh yeah, but that was my, my car's really expensive. You know, I I, I got to take care of this." I'm not saying if like somebody takes the front clip off your car, obviously there's insurance company, but you know, like it, it's it's a door ding. It was really an accident. I'm I'm sorry, you know, or, or whatever, right? It, whatever the issue is, I don't I don't know, right? The point is like there's there's a scenario here for we should follow. So what does this look like? Okay, so, you know, it, it, I've got an issue. I don't know what to do. Like, I feel like we are divided on this. Uh, how, what, is, what does the Word of God really say? How does, how does this look? I know you're, you're saying I'm supposed to take the wrong, but, you know, we don't just let people walk all over us. Like, what does this look like? How do you address something like this? Flip forward to Matthew chapter 18. You use this, ver- this passage right here in more counseling, quote-unquote, scenarios than any other. Now, I'm not saying we go to like marriage counseling for something like this, but just in general, more often than not, when somebody's like, okay, so this is kind of going on, and they never want to give you specifics, which is fine, I don't really want to know specifics, but what do I do if... Okay, so Matthew chapter 18 gives you the perfect roadmap for, yeah, but what if this is kind of going on? Okay, so Matthew chapter 18 and verse 15, and... We can teach this like every week, and this is still going to be the most common passage that we go to because it's never really real until it's real in your life, right? So here's what it says. Moreover, if a brother, if thy brother, so we're not talking about lost people. That's the first thing to understand when we're talking about this. If the lost world does you wrong, um, show them grace because that's what Jesus would do. But he says, Moreover, of if, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, so they are in the wrong. You're in the right; they're in the wrong. Whatever it is, if they shall trespass against thee, go and tell all your friends that they're a no good. You know what? That's not what it says. But guess what? That's what we do. We're like, yeah, there's this thing going on, and I just don't think they're they're right, right? Well, what does this person over here think? And you know, by the time that you get around, like the person who did the wrong, they don't even know that they did the wrong. But everybody else in the church thinks that they're you know no good at everything. I mean, there's a reason that we do this the way we do it. He says. If thy brother shall trespass against thee, whatever it is, like if he door dings your car, if he talks behind your back, if he does something to whatever. Okay, he says, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone, between thee and her alone. Don't go and get everybody else, all your friends, all of your, you know, whatever. Go and just talk to the person and say, hey, this happened. You said this. Um, this, uh, you know, this happened, um, you know, and, and I don't think it was right. You know, um, I don't, whatever the situation might be. Right. Uh, you said this and I, I didn't really take it right. I don't know if you meant it that way, but like, I really was offended by it. Right. Uh, you, you, did this in life. Like this, I don't think this is right. You talk face to face with the person, right? Too often we're like, oh, I don't really want to do that. Well, guess what? What do we tell our kids? Go talk to them about it. But then when it comes to our life, we're like, I don't really want to do that. Can I send them a text? No. Go and talk to them about it. Right? Hey, and let me just tell you this right here will solve 95% of the problems because almost always the person's going to be like, I had no idea I said that. I'm completely sorry. I remember a time that somebody came uh, to Page and they were like, hey, I don't know if you really meant it, but this happened and like, I don't know. I was really just kind of taken aback by it. And like, I don't know if you've noticed, but sometimes I say things very quickly and I'm just rolling. And like, I was just like, I had no, I definitely not. I am so sorry. I had no idea that even really that happened. This has actually happened multiple times in life. So maybe I should learn and not say as many things. But uh, but I'm like, no, I definitely did not. Like, that was not what I was trying to say. And almost always the person who you think is at fault, they just didn't know, right? They just and ninety-five percent of the issues can be like, I'm so sorry. Hey, you like, you, you hit my car. It's gonna be. Ninety-five percent of the time, they're gonna be like, can Can I take care of it for you? Right? They're not gonna be like, not too bad. Right? If you just take care of it, you, most people, especially in the church, they're civilized human beings. Right? Treat people as you want to be treated. All of those different things. That's the first step. Almost always, that will solve it if you just do it right. Now, if you run around and tell everybody that I'm a no-good, you-know-what, and I'm still going to be like, yeah, I didn't mean it that way, but uh, I appreciate you uh, you know, running my name through the mud. Thanks. You know, No, you can solve so many more things if you're just, you have the hard conversation. Nobody wants to have the hard conversation, but if you just have the hard conversation, almost always a person can going to be like, I'm really sorry. Like, yeah, I did say, there's even times that they might be like, yeah, I did do that, but I didn't mean it to come across that way. I might not, I might still do that, but I'm, I'll do it. A little more gently, or am I might like. I'm not going to just change everything that I do because I believe in it, but you know, at least they'll know. Okay, so that's the first step. But then it goes on to say because guess what? This doesn't always work. You might be like, "Hey, uh, you said this," and they're like, "Yeah, too bad. Get over it, right?" Okay, so there's there's it goes on. If he shall hear thee, uh, thou hast gained thy brother. Like you've solved the issue. Good job. You're big kids now, right? This is what adulting is like. You you took care of the problem. Okay, but then it goes on. It says. If he will not hear thee, if he's like, yeah, too bad, not my problem, okay, then there, it goes on to tell you. Then take with thee one or two more, that the mouth of two or three witnesses, that every word shall be established. This doesn't mean go get your friends that will do anything for you and nothing for anybody else and go. This means find some mature Christians, maybe uh, you know, somebody that you really trust in, somebody that uh, maybe has authority in, in the area over both of you. Right, uh, and just be like, "Hey, uh, so this has happened. Will you go and talk to this person with me?" And you have the exact same conversation. You don't like twist it and like, "This is what you were doing." Aren't I right? No, it's just like you have the same part. Hey, I, this I, we talked about this. I was really offended. I was really taken aback. Uh, you know, is there anything we can do about it? And so at that point, if the person is still completely in the wrong, at least now you have multiple witnesses that are like, "Yeah, okay, this this probably isn't right," and they're in the wrong. Okay. Usually it never gets to this point because, you know, nobody wants that kind of uh, confrontation. But, and sometimes bringing a more mature believer, you know, it's going to make them see that, well, I thought I was right, but I'm starting to see now that I probably shouldn't have done that. I I probably, whatever. So there's a structure. Go face to face with them. If it doesn't work out, take one or two brothers with you. Somebody that you really trust, right? Uh, Ladies, sometimes this would be wise to... Um, so a lot of times, I don't, I don't mean this bad, but a lot of times you'll see issues with uh, two ladies, right? Because they're very emotional and they get like, they just kind of spat with each other. I'm just saying it just happens. Right. Uh, and so, uh, maybe this would be a wise time to say, Hey, can we sit down with your husband and my husband together and talk through this? Right. That might be a, a good way to start because, you know, and you know. That, that might be a good way to do it, whatever it is. Okay, so there's a structure in place. This is how we do things. Take two or three, and I'm going to give you the rest of it. It usually never gets to this point, but I'm just telling you, like this is the structure. This is how you would do this. Is there not a wise man among you? Matthew 18 tells you exactly what to do. Okay, and if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church, meaning you don't just go and spat it out to everybody. Uh, this is where you would go ahead and uh, start to really seek some pastoral counsel. Um, you know, maybe make an appointment with uh, your ABF pastor or Pastor Brian and like, hey, this is going on. I, don't, I really don't know what to do, uh, you know, whatever it is. And so it says, he uh, look to hear him tell him to the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be as the heathen man and the publican. verily I say unto you, whatsoever shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever shall be loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. I want to get to something at the very end here. Uh Uh, And again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, they shall ask it, it shall be done uh, to them, my Father, which is heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, uh, there I am in the midst of them. Verse 21, Peter does what Peter does. Yeah, but what if? Then Peter said unto him, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Like, what, do I, do I got to forgive him like seven times? And the guy just keeps doing it? Like, at what point am I like, okay, I'm off the hook. Right? And Jesus, he says, uh, he saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Right? Uh, you know, uh, you get to like, I don't even, uh, math's hard, but like 170 times seven is what? 490. Okay, yeah, so like, I'm telling you, like, you're really smart. I did it while like, you were okay. So, like, uh, I tell you what, Peter, on the 491st time, you can cast him out, right? I mean, come on. What he's trying to say is, uh, did I not give you grace? Let's go ahead and show them some grace as well. There's never a time when you're like, all right, it's over, I'm done, right? It, it's not like that. Take a real petty person to count that many times. I'm telling you, <laughs> There there are some people. Yeah, so the point is, like, the board of God, it really does have a a really good structure when it comes to things like this. And I took so much time and I went over because I promise so many times. Hey, what do I do about this? Hey, let's flip to Matthew 18. Hey, what should we do about this? Hey, let's flip to Matthew 18. Um, Because it's just clear and it's concise and it's like, hey, I want to be involved in your issue, but I want you to try to take care of it first. Because if I just get involved, then you know, it's, it's a bigger deal. Same thing with your kids. Like, this person did this. I was like, "Well, what do you, you want me to go, like, beat their dad up? Like, did you talk to him about it first? Like, we, we might get there, but, like, let's, let's, let's exhaust all of our options first. Matthew 18, over and over and over again, okay? So, every time. All right, let's pray. We'll get out of here. Father God, I love you. Thank you for your, uh, uh, just uh, your church, Lord, your love, your... Uh, just everything you do for us. We really are uh, a blessed uh, just uh, a church, Lord. And so I do pray that you would just uh, use today to get your word where it needs to go on time. I pray that these things... Uh, aren't just like super convicting to us, but they would be some things that you know we would put in the back of our mind because uh, we are uh, a people full of issues and uh, things happen. And I do pray that we would handle things godly and we would uh, be light to the world by the way that we uh, present ourselves. So, uh, Lord, I do uh, thank you for today. I pray you just be with Pastor Brian as he preaches today, um, that you would just get all the honor and the glory. pray this all in Christ's name. Amen.